the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. And we're back. The time is 610 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are in our second hour. Let me quickly move to Teresa in San Francisco. Coach, you will be next. Teresa, thank you for your angelic patience. (laughs) You're welcome. What's your thoughts Um, today? I don't mean to get off topic, Pastor, uh, but I heard you earlier speaking about a a class that's coming up uh, uh, teaching on the Trinity. Can you repeat those dates? Uh, Yes, we have a women's theology class that actually takes place for about 10 weeks, and I think it's Mm -hmm. February 29th will be the beginning of that class. They are Wednesday classes from 7 to about 9 o'clock on um, on Wednesday, starting February 28th or 29th, I think it's 28th, maybe February 28th. And it's for 10 weeks and, uh, it's called the Trinity and me. And my job is to obviously help people understand, you know, bib- biblical doctrine, but this is specifically about helping my sisters understand how to walk with a God who exists as three persons and each person has a specific task for you that you need to know so that a Trinitarian understanding of your redemption and salvation is not just kind of an abstract theory. It's actually profoundly, it's profoundly relational and, and calling oriented and where our sisters often do not uh, reach the fullness of their potential, uh, Teresa, is because they actually don't know God at that level of community in the specifics of their roles in their relationship with you. And you would want to know that. You would want to be able to see in the lives of biblical women why it is that they were successful and productive and fruitful and dynamic uh, and radical uh, in, in, in very difficult situations, it was because of a triunity of purpose in their life that they both understood and experienced. And that's what I want for our sisters. Wow, powerful. Well, Lord willing, I'm looking forward to attending those classes. So thank you so much for the information. And as always, I enjoy listening to you. You speak with such wisdom and very informative. And I just thank God for using you. And I pray that he would keep you around as long as he can, because we need great men like you. Well, t- I'll so tell you, you what, so can, can I ask you a question? You're in, are you in San Francisco? I am. That's where you live? Yes, I do. So are you going to be able to attend or are you going to be watching online? Oh, no, I, I would rather attend. Yeah. So you live in San Francisco, though? Yes, I've been uh, to a few of your Friday night um, sermons with, okay. when you have preached. So okay. I, I would rather attend. It's just such a blessed in person. Okay. Have you, have, you, have, have you introduced yourself to me yet? No, I haven't had a chance. I'm always in the back, and then, like, when church is over, a lot of people go up to you. So uh-huh. I just, I'm like, oh, next time. Okay, well, th- will this then be your first time uh, attending a women's theology class? 
Yes, it will. Okay. But my spirit is just so eager and hungry to just learn. And I just like when I heard you say it, I got butterflies. Like, oh Lord, I need to go. I want to. I want to know. I need see, to see, know. See, listen. That sounds like you're in love with God. See now, and that's the group of sisters that come out to our classes. You're going to enjoy these classes so thoroughly because that's the kind of people that come to my women's theology class. People who have butterflies in their stomach about knowing God better, knowing Him more fully, knowing Him more richly. Because to the degree, Teresa, that you know God which is eternal life itself, you know yourself better and you can operate out of your your identity and your calling and your gifting more effectively. And this is what brings us joy. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Yes, thank uh, you. I am too, Lord willing. All right, bless you. <laughs> thank bless you. you. All right, I'm going to line number two and talk with my brother uh, from another mother, but from the same Heavenly Father. Uh, Coach, how are you doing, man? That's my guy. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you honored my presence by giving us a call. What's your thoughts? Well, listen, um, a couple of things. Um, first, my um, I wanted to um, help you with my Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. My wife said, help pastor with our dates. So I'm going to be a good steward of that information and say women's theology classes are March 28th through May 30th. <laughs> now, I've done my job. I, I'm just saying, I, my, I can check that off, please. I got. I, 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 hold on, I got, I got, I got sisters knocking on the door. Three I'm weeks. I, you said you're gonna be a month early. In but, fact, in but, fact, but, listen. I want you to I say. Gonna be standing in line for Jesus at the gate. A great Bible. I love it. Hey. I need that break, though, brother. You don't know. You, you and Tracy just delivered me because I got so much. <laughs> I've got so much going on. I was trying to figure out. All right, Lord, how am I? How am I going to get all of these going right. at the same time? I am so glad. Now, Teresa, you just heard it moves up from March from February to March. <laughs> so you got a whole like uh, seven weeks before the class starts. So you keep those butterflies and uh, I'll keep yeah. my sanity. Good, good. I'm so, I'm yeah. so thankful. What else? What else, yeah. brother? But, but listen, I, um, you know, I, I just wanted to share with the brothers and sisters um, how uh, waiting on the Lord um, to if the Lord is providentially having a mate for you that is that is selected yeah. for you, yeah. um, that waiting on Him is to deliver that, yep. bring that to pass, yep. and in the in the interim, while He has, when I say in that wilderness period, yeah. to just love on Him yep. and let Him love on you yep. through His Word, through His His effectual Spirit, um, the writing of His Word. Um, it, it is just a beautiful thing. And it is when I did that in my own self and my wife as well, when we both did that separately is when we found each other, were brought really to each other. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. See, and see what you're stating right there dovetails with uh, two previous conversations, and maybe that stimulated you to call. Did you listen to Shea, our, our um, single sister, uh, talk yeah, about... I, 
I caught a little bit of share, and then um, and so I thought that was really really good. Um, once once I put my biblical lenses on to see that she was really talking about spending time um, not having the weight and the pressure yep. that uh, yep. society puts on. Uh, if you don't have someone, therefore you're kind of like you know you're not on the playing field. You're on the sideline. Yes, sir. You be on the playing field by simply just putting your own uniform on and go play catch with yourself. <laughs> and and see, I actually straighten it out because in reality, and this is really where I want to go with our women's theology class. It needs to be done with the men too because sometimes we get this isolationist mentality. You actually already right. have instructed us not to do that. If you're in a single state, don't do that. Um, get to get the bat. The if you're a batter. <clears throat> You got somebody pitching to you. It's the Lord Jesus. Right. If you got a, if you're a catcher, you got somebody throwing to you. It's the Lord Jesus. If you if you're a quarterback, you got somebody doing some wideouts for you. It's the Lord Jesus. If you're a basketball player and you're shooting threes, you got somebody sending that ball back to you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so and so we are never alone. There's always relationship. We just have to acknowledge that. And it is fundamental to waiting for Him to give us that proxy. That proxy. Yeah. That proxy. Love it. Yep. Love it. That's so good. And the sister right before that, mm-hmm. um, really, even though her, her comments were, were brief, they were powerful because she said something. And I'm going to say just to my brothers out there that sometimes in the, the weight, especially my married brothers, yeah, to the weight and load that, that is on our shoulders to just be a good provider yeah. and to, to, to really – uh, keep our hands to the plow yeah. that we forget those moments that when you see your wife, that those butterflies should still be present. Yep. And, and yep. because that's how those butterflies are the same way we should feel about the Lord Jesus. When we're, when we're contemplating the, the love that he had to come down and humble <laughs> himself <laughs> and put himself in our shoes to take our place mm-hmm. so that he can bring us out of captivity mm-hmm. and into the kingdom of his light. It's just beautiful. Yep, without a doubt. Excellent words. Excellent words. I'm going to take a break now, and y'all going to hear me talking with a dear sister that's going to help us to enter even more fully into this whole dimension of, of, of community love, as has been expressed by our triune God. Thanks for the call, brother. I'm going to take a break. Three lines open, one 367 Let's keep talking. I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. The time, 624 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's go to line number four and talk with Deborah in Castro Valley. Hi, Deb. Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good to be talking with you this evening. Are you settled in? I am. Thank you. I am. And I'm just loving this program this evening and all the energy around it and the different perspectives. It's just very enlightening. Um, and, and I think it's I think it's really apropos to what we're what we're getting ready to talk about, don't you think? Absolutely. And absolutely. So so once again, I want to extend an invitation to the mothers and the grandmothers, the godmothers, the aunts, the sisters, the daughters, the nieces, and basically all the females in your listening audience to join us uh, this Saturday, February the 17th, at Grace Bible Church at 10 o'clock. And in keeping with the theme 
of your show today, Love mm-hmm. in the Heart, mm-hmm. the Daughters of Grace Ministry, will be discussing matters of the heart. Right. Right now, and this is our first. This is our first gathering uh, since the new year. Yeah, and the question will be, what are the matters of your heart that you really would like to address this year? What is that issue, Pastor, or those issues that weigh on your heart that you don't want to be dealing with this time next year mm-hmm. because you want to get to a point of being resolved about taking some responsibility and addressing it, and we hope to bless our audience with some of the tools that we think would be of value. Okay, so let's ferret this out a little bit because by God's providence, it's just you and me on the line right now. Now, you know, when we get to talking, <laughs> what you, we can do 30 minutes easy. You, easily, you... <laughs> easily, yeah. And so here's what I want to do uh, for this segment is to just um, ferret out, work through a little bit um, the practical elements of heart issues. I, as you as you opened up, there are two things that came to my mind, heart issues and resolution, heart issues and resolution. Yeah. So I want to yeah. hold these two in tandem, and let's just interact around it. So I'm going to do a little theology, and then you're going to do a little practical impartation um, for 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 our sisters. So okay. so biblically, when we talk about the heart, whether Old Testament or new, um, the terms in their original languages are broad and um, complex in their meaning. They're slightly different and in some cases radically different than the way we use heart in our common vernacular and parlance today in our culture. So here is what I do when I talk about heart issues biblically, whether Old Testament or new. I talk about our mind, our emotions, and our volition. Mm-hmm. Our, our mind, how we think, our emotions, how we feel, and our volition, our intentionality and drives. Our mind, how we feel, and then our acting out upon the two prior um, is the heart. It's the heart. The, the Bible would say, out of the heart doth the man believe, and with his mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if we believe in our heart, it means that we are thinking in our heart, not just feeling but we are thinking and upon right thinking should follow and support right feeling right feeling should be there to support right thinking because that is an aspect of our human makeup if i believe something i ought to feel a certain way you would agree with that wouldn't you yes right mm-hmm. and 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 so if i believe something and feel a certain way those two tandems are going to lead to the ultimate trifecta or the third component my acting <clears throat> i'm going to act when i understand appropriately what a thing is and i am emotionally committed to that thing i'm going to act on that and that's the only way we ever really do act and that's the only way god wants us to act if we're going to be people of integrity from the heart but now um and and therefore when we talk about fixing something or 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 um dealing with an issue which is where i want you to start kind of unpacking the different uh subject matters for our sisters um, resolution has to be a factor in my walk with God 
because I always have things I have to put away and things I have to add in order for my my walk with God to be as qualitative, qualitatively rich as God wants it to be. Would that be true? Yes. Yes. So what would be issues um, or matters of the heart that we're going to be discussing? You know, an issue that I think would be appropriate for this evening could be loneliness. Yeah. You, you don't, you're not connected to anyone. And unlike the, the, the sister that called in a little earlier who was more uh, affirmed and more confident and more, um, you know, loving on herself, had the ability to love on herself and accept her truth, that she is not with a mate right now. But in spite of that, she is going to bring in the flowers. She is going to get the perfume. She's going to treat herself and love on herself. Some of us do not give ourselves permission to do that because... As you said, we believe that we are lonely, and in, and in feeling lonely, we feel without. Wow. And so we act like we are separate and apart, as Coach just mentioned, that mm-hmm. we're isolated. And so with that kind of thinking, um, the behavior will follow. Yeah, yeah. Would that be a problem behavior, of faith? Yes. Absolutely. Would it be Absolutely. would it would it be that because I the Lord says well, yeah, you tell, because you tell the Lord me. says mm-hmm. I will never leave you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or forsake you. Mm-hmm. So whether we know it or not, those sisters of us who are single, we do have a date for the fourteenth of February. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's true though. Deb, is it true? Is it true? It really is. It really, really is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what an awesome date to have. Man. I'll tell you, I, you know, it's, it's it, yeah, I think, I think that salvation rescues the vast majority of our brothers and sisters in a broken world like this, primarily, but not exclusively, in a context of loneliness. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. What would be another one? Pastor, we're going to be dealing with some very sensitive subject matters, such as as rape and abortion, molestation, or you could simply be overwhelmed with a lot of responsibility. Perhaps you are a single parent. That in and of itself Mm -hmm. is a a balancing act. But let's say you're a single parent raising a special needs child, or you're providing for an aging parent with or without help. Right. Or maybe it could be finances. You have more months than you have money. Right. So we're going to talk about um, some of the tools that uh, one could use to begin to put in place um, the solutions to those issues. Mm-hmm. The overall objective is to encourage the audience to reflect, mm-hmm. to be motivated to grow mm-hmm. and mature mm-hmm. and address mm-hmm. and release those things that poses distractions and that prevent us from having that primary relationship with our Lord and Savior, which he so desires of us. Absolutely. And he says to us, for I know the plans that I have for you, mm-hmm. declares the Lord, plans to prosper you mm-hmm. and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Right. And so to be there in that place that he has planned for us, we need to start working on those distractions in our lives that pre- pre- 
that are preventing us from having just exactly what he would like us to have. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a break, um, pay some bills, and I want to come back and talk a little bit about... we're going to have a device because I want to talk about how you guys are going to strategize to help our younger uh, daughters and women uh, around the same subject. You named a number of challenges that our, 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 our adult women have, but um, we want to talk about the teenagers and then um, and then the younger ones because our Daughters of Grace Ministry targets young young women from six years old up to um, the, the infinite number of uh, absolute maturity and sagacity. Um, and and we, I want to talk about the good heart, bad heart um, methodology you guys are going to use with the younger people because our younger daughters are part of and included in the Daughters of Grace. And so I want to talk about that. So hold on for a moment. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. By the way, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can give me a call at one 367 We are talking about the Daughters of Grace ministry to all sisters, all women, as Deborah had so plainly articulated, grandmothers, uh, godmothers, mothers, aunts, sisters, whomever out there that feels like you need to actually be part of a community of sisters that are talking about heart issues. We'd love to have you out this Saturday at 10 um, till about noon. We have lunch after we do uh, a, a ministry in the word and we gather together in round tables and discuss the topics. And so um, it'll be this Saturday on uh, February 17th. But I'll say more of that after the break as we get back and talk about resolutions, because I'm, I'm I am always concerned about us resolving things. And so that's what I want to talk to my sister about. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. And we're back to time 639. I am talking to my friend and sister in Christ, um, Deborah Jacks, about our Daughters of Grace ministry, which we have uh, uh, done one year of, uh, and it has been a wonderful 2017. They are starting back for the first time here this Saturday um, at Grace Bible Church in Hayward, 10 o'clock to at least noon where we eat lunch and, and enjoy conversation post uh, ministry um, of the word and then some some interaction. So, so Deborah, what I wanted to talk about in relationship to the heart issues that you guys are going to unpack and investigate and and give some commentary to is, is, is resolution resolution. Um, I have uh, encountered uh, in the whole of my ministry uh, that Christians actually do not make resolutions because they don't believe uh, that they can actually overcome things and change patterns in their life and change behaviors in their life. This has been a phenomenal observation. I, I want you to take it in a minute, but I'm, from a pastor standpoint, this has frightened me in a, uh, in a spiritual sense, not a physical or a psychosomatic sense, but it has frightened me over the years because it is theologically uh, in opposition to biblical faith relative to God's will in our life that we should think that uh, we are not to make resolutions because somehow we cannot do them because in general people don't keep them. It made no sense to me decades ago uh, on, on a propositional level, on a philosophical level, but even when I saw the outcome of that kind of thinking, it was 
predictable. If a person doesn't believe that they can overcome behavior patterns or thoughts or addictions or bad habits or or any of the litany of, of impediments that we all have inherited from the fall, if they don't believe that they can overcome them, they will never, ever resolve to uh, know better, think better, act better, and be better by the grace of God. Um, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Well, you know, I, 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 I agree with you. They can't do that. Right. But God says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the way that I look at the word resolution, Pastor, is that it's derived from the word resolute. Yeah. So if you are resolute, then you are resolved. You are steadfast. Uh-huh. You are faithful. Yeah. You are true. Yeah. You are loyal to whatever issue that you know you need to address. And if there were 10 people in a room right now and you or someone else asked, what issue do you know that you need to address this year? Everybody knows what that issue is, whether they are willing to publicly uh, share it or not. They know that there is an issue or some issues that they need to deal with. But to approach it from the standpoint of thinking that, I need to do this is absolutely wrong Mm -hmm. because in and of ourselves, we cannot do that. But through the power of the Holy Spirit and a relationship with our Lord and Savior, it can be done. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, It absolutely can be done. And I want to address the other question that you asked me prior to your commercial break, and that is what is the downline sharing with uh, the the upline sharing with the downline? Mm -hmm. And the question that we're going to be posing to them, Pastor, is what is it that makes your heart happy? What is it that what are you doing when your heart is happy or feeling joyful? What um what is taking place? And then the opposite of that is then what makes your sad, your heart sad? What makes you feel weighted down? What makes you feel just really really unhappy? And the kind of answers that the facilitators are prepared to receive is I get bullied at school. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not with a person, Pastor. Unfortunately, today it could be through social media. Sure. Uh, which can be very, very traumatic for certain age groups. Yeah. Well, for anyone, yeah. I would imagine it would be very, very traumatic. It could be that they're dealing with what makes me sad is that when everybody else is playing, my friends are playing together and they don't include me. Yep. You know, and so. Therein lies the beginning of low self-esteem or a poor self-image, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. or I don't have uh, one or more parents, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's a father-daughter dance, yeah, or it's a, a mother-daughter event, yeah, and that child just doesn't have one or the other parent, yeah. Um, and then the other is just overall peer pressure in general, which today is, is so different than it was uh, some years ago. And so there's a lot for a child to deal with. And so um, 
there will be uh, different groups that we will be sharing information with on Saturday. We are very, very careful about sharing age-appropriate information, as you well know, under your uh, instruction and guidance. And overall, it is our prayer that um, sisters will leave uh, feeling that they have some tools to begin working on some of the issues that are keeping them from the blessings that the Lord has waiting for them. I'm excited about it. I'm thankful for it. Um, Encouraged as well, Deb, because um, this is something that God has mandated for us to do um, as a, as a body of believers. um, Our principles for our DOG is rooted in Titus chapter two, verses one through five, where the older women, mature women, experienced women and all of the challenges of life um, commit themselves to the task of speaking into educating mentoring, discipling um, our younger women so that they do have a a proper view of their calling and a proper support system by which they can grow up into becoming beautiful, strong, godly women as the Lord has called us to do. And uh, I'm looking forward, looking forward to it. This one is going to be, I think this will actually open up for the DOG kind of a trajectory for the year as well, because out of the exploration, of the subject of the heart, I am sure we're going to get some um, some insight as to where to go next. Absolutely, absolutely. And once again, I just want to thank you as my pastor for providing such a platform at Grace Bible Church for the women at the church and your concern and love for all of us to grow and to be whole and healthy and and to get where the Lord has for us to get. Absolutely. It's been an honor working with you and all of the sisters on the board and those who are who, who come out as well. And you guys, um, my sister Deb would agree with me that we would love to see you out promptly, um, 10 o'clock on, on Saturday. We're going to try to get started early so that we can have time to really resonate early at that. That is to say shortly after 10 to resonate around the subject matters and to eagerly engage all of you. You can bring your daughters. You can bring that young lady that you are thinking about right now who has no one in their life. You can bring uh, someone uh, older or younger if you want to. This is really a sisterhood. Uh, a few of us brothers are around for safety, um, but but this is all about the sisters um, seeking to be a support system to our sisters. So we would love to have you out. Uh, we are looking forward to seeing you guys all on this Saturday. Thank you, Deb. I'll talk to you later. Thank I've you. got to take a break. And when I come back, Deborah and Mary will close out this Monday edition with you two. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline with Jesse Gistand. And we're back the time 550. We'll be able to close this segment out today. I think this was a really, really good show. Uh, good program, uh, good opportunity for ministry. Glad you guys are listening. I uh, want to let you know that uh, we have um, very good studies available. Classes, Friday night Bible study starts at uh, 8 o'clock. For those of you who work and are part of this crazy traffic world out there, that's the reason we start so late. Uh, you might resolve to want to start coming back to Bible study if you aren't doing anything midweek or toward the end of the week. We have a powerful time of prayer on Tuesday nights as well, 7.30. Anyone that has been there knows that it's filled with uh, worship, proclamation, and then uh, 
petitioning uh, and passionate prayer to our God. Uh, then again, on Saturday, not only do we have the DOG in the morning, but we have men's theology Saturday nights where we are serious about theology. And we would love for you men from any of your churches, if you're serious about doctrine and serious about your character as men, to join us on Saturday nights. Seven o'clock is the doors open and we are there until about nine, nine thirty. And it's a great way to prepare for a Sunday. And for those of you who may not have a church home, Sunday worship um, starts at eleven. Uh, Bible study is at 10 o'clock and it's um, they're rich and we'd love to have you. Let me go to line one and talk with Deborah in Oakland. Deborah, what is your question, comment or observation? Uh, I can't add anything to what already was said. So I'm just confirming it. Pastor Jesse, Uh is it possible that somebody could bring me a Valentine's meal? It's possible. Um, We're going to put that out on the air now. A Valentine's meal for Sister Deb. Somebody love on Sister Deb a Valentine's. And I would love to meet some of your sisters and your precious wife. Oh yeah, well that that's still a that's still a New Year's gift right there. Yeah, uh, 2018. But there you go. Uh, uh, somebody will have it on their heart, and uh, we'll see to it that that happens for you. Okay, Jesse, I love I love your congregation because they're part of my family in Christ. That's right. And they love me. That's so, right. There's no doubt. I love all of you, and I'm really proud of the Lord Jesus Christ and you in the in, in the right biblical way, because you're honoring God. And because you're honoring God, God will honor you. I agree with you. 100%, sister. Blessings. Blessings to you. Uh, it's, yeah, Sister Deb is just like the rest of the single sisters out there. They just got to enjoy Jesus, and I know she does. Let me go to line number two and talk with Mary. Mary from Richmond. Hi, Mary. Hi, how, how are you? I'm great. What's your thoughts, question, observation? Good. Okay, I'm going to go to a friend's house on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. She's 100 and plus. Oh, man. I actually met her from another friend that I've known since 1975. Okay. And she loves coconut cake. She said the doctor says she can eat anything she wants. Listen, at her age, she can do whatever she wants to. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I said, well, I agree. I said, I'm going to find this cake. I've been looking for it, but Costco, not Costco, Sam's Club didn't have it. Uh And a friend of mine took me to Costco today, and guess what they had? (laughs) A coconut cake. That coconut cake. And I gave her a call, and I said, I will be there, okay? What day? On Wednesday. Okay. And I, I didn't even know that it was uh, um, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. See, see, see. I, I want to celebrate her because she's such a giving person. Uh-huh. Person. Uh-huh. Well, this is the least I could do. I agree. I agree. What What a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. what a, is she at home or in a care facility? She's at home. I'm telling you, each um Holiday we have, the lady still cooks and everything, and she invites people over. Are you I kidding? I can all of the ones that she has, okay? <laughs> uh, what Would she be embarrassed for you to sh- uh, share her name? I don't know. Okay, give me her first name. <laughs> her name is Mary. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Listen. For whatever reason, uh, God blesses me to serve Mary uh-huh. at the senior citizen place. Uh-huh. Mary's are the ones that I cater to. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, what a blessing. What a for huge sure, blessing. Sure. And I am so glad that you called to shut to close our program out today on a topic like that because um, 
you know, we can't forget our elderly and, and when God has given them and crowned them with a centennial life plus, yes, and they're yes, still in yes. their right mind. I agree. And still serving. I, I can't say no to her, you know. How are you going to say no? <laughs> you just can't. I have to figure out a way to do it. To get okay? it done, I mean, huh? That was, that, that exactly. just, just to get it done. Listen, that made my heart exactly. good, and I'm sure it did a bunch of our sisters. We just talked about a, um, a a Daughters of Grace ministry that we do at Grace. Now, I'm not sure if I recognize your voice, but do you frequent out in the Hayward area from time to time? No, I, I, I've always listened to you, and my son has attended, but okay. never have, I never have. Okay. Well, one day, if you should do that, please make sure that you come see me because i'll tell you what the the joy that um you have in being able to minister to a uh, to one we have a centennial plus in our church right now too and very clear-headed very thoughtful god really blessed yeah, her as yeah, well yeah. and uh and it's our honor to serve them exactly it's our yeah. honor to serve them so, so listen the lord crown you with his loving kindness and bless you with his tender mercies as you love on our sister Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great way to um, end the program relative to um, to what we've been talking about tonight. And I do want to uh, remind you, as we do shut it down, got a couple minutes and I can be comfortable with this. So um, so uh, my, um, let me see here, rules of engagement. Um, so I, I'm looking at rules of engagement for the marriage series, just the three of us, February 24th, March 3rd, March 10th. Listen, if you are married, if you are thinking about being married, if you are post-married and want to remarry, whatever the case may be, and you haven't actually had a real intensive Christocentric, Bible-based, interactive uh, marriage seminar uh, taking place in your life. I really mean it. You're going to enjoy it if you come out um, uh, February 24th, March 3rd, March 10th. These are Saturdays from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Going to have great music, as you heard before, because um, we're going to be actually dealing with um, also just being able to uh, bless the marriages with an understanding that the pre the premise and the foundation for marriage is love. And a lot of times we fail to value that in our marriages when we are getting on with our marriage. But the presuppositional uh, objective for being married is that we love one another. And so marriage becomes the place where love has to now take a form and shape and manifestation uh, of itself in the context of covenant. And so we're going to talk about marriage from this standpoint, just the three of us. Now, what is it all about? It's about a recovery of biblical marriage. It's about overcoming the carnal tendencies that makes marriage hell. That is the me first syndrome. And then it's about being radically intentional about the proper use of the grace of God to build the family up, to build the couple up and not to tear them down. The acronym is R-O-B, ROB. And we are striving this year to rob the adversary of his joy in destroying marriages because marriages are a mess when we fail to understand that the premise is love. And the goal is to glorify God. February 24th, March 3rd, March 10th. You want to be there. Until then, may God bless you. May he keep his, may he shine his face upon you, give you his peace and his love and his joy. Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. 
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.